Okay, folks, uh, we are, it's probably going to be like the four, third podcast of the day, actually. I'm heading on up to, it is 6.37 p.m. right now. Uh, let's just say I'm five minutes late. Well, now I'm five minutes late. It's going to take me another 40 minutes to reach Union Station. Um, so I met the Wizard of L.A. and the All-Seeing Eye and another fella in the NoHo Arts District. Why I didn't, uh, not the NoHo Arts District, the um, downtown Los Angeles Arts District. I went out there with uh, Jenny when Christian was in town. In fact, you can hear that podcast. We we made, I think like three or four podcasts while, while he was here. We went to the Getty Center, came across a player piano, some really cool stuff. I recorded the sounds of that. And that night, we, we went out to downtown Los Angeles because there was a couple of breweries out there that Jenny wanted to check out. And we could just hop around, see a few of them. So while we were out there, I came across the Wizard of L.A., a fella in a top hat, mystical-looking fella, a pyramid with, a, with an eyeball on it, and a fella... We seemed very mysterious. He had a derby hat, a cane, all dressed all in black. And I get the feeling these folks go around often and play this kind of mayhem. Reminds me of the stuff Me Clown Industries does. So they saw me and they said, you should be our Jesus. And I said, I'll be your Jesus. And after I posted a picture of him on the Inspirato Projecto Instagram page, uh, he found me on there, and he said, "Be our Jesus." And then all of a sudden, uh, within a week or less, he put up a sort of an ad, a promo, if you will, on Instagram about everybody meeting. A Union Station at 6.30. And we're going to kind of... We're going to sort of uh, disrupt reality, so to speak. Um, just put a lot of question marks. So within the promo, it invited people to come out with masks and costumes and things of that nature. So I brought a few Halloween masks. One of which looks like uh, the... Fi- like the face that a Pegasus would have. <gasps> holy, holy, holy shit. Are they tearing this place down? Wait, what? Maybe they're just changing the outside of this place. Whoa, that was a shock. A burger place I always pass by. They got an awning out in front. Um, and the awning was just tore off. I had to figure out whether... whether Sorry. <laughs> I, that's right. I had to figure out whether... Uh, that place was condemned or not. Someone almost crashed into me coming out of, uh, actually, ironically, a shop that I had taken my other iPhone into because the 
I dropped it face down. The screen got wonky. I took it in there. He put a new screen in, but then the phone didn't work. So that was interesting. So that what I'm talking about right now is a different iPhone than the one I had back then. Uh, wow, they're starting to paint the buildings here. Interesting. So, yeah, Wizard of LA. Some kind of hijinks. He wanted me to be the Jesus, but, um, and I had actually contemplated bringing my Doctor Who bathrobe. Thought it'd be funny because then we can, we could say that I'm a time traveling Jesus. I'd say I'm a time traveling Jesus. But I just didn't like the idea of bouncing around Los Angeles with a my my bathroom. I need to get to a. I think what I need to do is get to a, uh, a thrift store of some sort and find like just good old fashioned bathrobe. That'll be my, that'll be my Jesus wear. That'll be my Jesus wear. So yeah, I'll be reporting on this all night. I'll be taking some uh, video footage too. Oh, I even brought my selfie uh, stick, which I rarely use. However, you get great shots with this thing. It's like a, having a crane. Oh. So, uh, more more on the Wizard of LA stuff later. Oh, and if you're going to go out there, meet us out there. Of course, by the time you hear this, it'll be tomorrow or even later tonight. Anyhow, more later.
is awesome. The guy hit his uh, violin out on the subway right now. Hit his violin out and playing along to a uh, pre-recorded song. Just brilliant, just brilliant. On my way to see the Wizard of L.A. Now, if by the time I reach Union Station they're gone already and they're already on the 745 train, as they say in the Instagram post, if they're already on the subway or whatnot by 745, I will not have known where they went. I only know that they met down there at 6.33 p.m. Union Station, and then they were going to go someplace, but I don't know where they're going. So, even if I do arrive there, and they're not there, this whole trip was not all for naught. There's still a lot of stuff going on. So, more updates later. It is now 7.34. Um, from what I know, from what the Instagram page said, they'd be here until 7.45. They got here at 6.33. And then they would hop on a bus or something in a train and then skedaddle so we shall see I'm noticing that it's gotten a little bit colder than uh, when I left so it's gonna be a little colder up there I have to see how I handle this all right and now walking through one area of Union Station. I do not see these crazy guys yet. I have a feeling it's gonna be on the other side <laughs> of uh, Union Station, the other side where the, I'm not sure if they actually filmed it here or not, but there was a, um, there's a scene in the first X-Men where the um, they're in a they're in a they're in a train place and then the bad guys show up so I keep wondering if perhaps the um Union Station is, in fact, the the thing that they shot it off of. That's what I'm wondering. This is this is that place. You know what I mean? You go here. People standing around and the bright tickets, you know, gonna gonna rise.
So, here we are. Moving along. Moving through. Moving through the Union Station. You can go to the other side. And that is what I was referring to before the X-Men. There's a part in that movie where they're at a train. Bad guys pop in through the ceiling. And I'm thinking that's the area where these guys are going to meet. There are a lot of seats in there, a lot of benches, a lot of craziness going on. So the time is now 7.38. I got seven minutes to reach it. I got seven minutes to get there before other things happen. What those other things are going to be, I do not know. I don't even know if the Wizard of L.A. knows. I don't even know if he knows. I don't even know if the all-seeing eye knows. I'm going to take some photos of this. I'll be posting it to Instagram. So you, of course, can check it out. Uh, you can always be my friend on Instagram under Inspirado Projecto. That is always a possibility. You can check out photos. See the latest madness. Here we go. We are approaching no man's land. Very curious what is going on here. Okay, let's see. I'm looking around, looking around for madness. I'm looking around for madness. Uh, looking around, looking around for madness. I'm now entering the area. Now entering the area. Let's see where these guys meet. Now that's the thing, we don't know if they're gonna meet. Sitting down over here, there are a lot of seats. Or, they're gonna meet out front, oh. There they are. They are outside. I see them out there. Now I just gotta figure out how the heck to actually get outside. I think I see the person who plays the pyramid or the uh, all-seeing eye. So they got outside somehow. Now I just gotta figure out how to get outside. Now I just gotta figure it out. They're leaving soon, I see them out there. That's the crazy thing, I see them out there. Now I just gotta figure out how the heck to get outside. You rendezvous with these guys. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. I found here we go. Oh my god. We're coming across Wizard of LA and Associates right now. So we're gonna interview these guys. Good day. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hi. Hello. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Tara. Hi. Um, so you guys are actually on my podcast right now, if you don't mind me interviewing you. 
so I got an interview, called, or I have a podcast called, called Inspirato Projecto, and it's also a radio show. So I'd love to have you guys in the in the radio too. It's a K Chung sixteen thirty a.m. in Chinatown. Actually, the eighteenth this Monday. It's the first and third Monday of every month. So um, that's that would be a blast if you guys came in there. Um, so how long have you been uh, the Wizard of L.A. and how long have you been uh, to you know being around the area of Los Angeles? Do we mean that in an in an infinite context? I mean, sure, absolutely. Because the Wizard of L.A. is it's a title. It's more like a mantle. So uh, I would say really uh, maybe uh, a year and change I've been the Wizard of L.A. Did you see what I did there? A year and change? Did you follow that? I know your guys are smart. So they're running on uh, multiple levels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I've been in L.A. for a long time. Well, Louisiana counts too, right? Okay, good. Because and the word the because that's part of my domain as well. Yeah, the is a, is a big part of it. Right, because once you have the, you've really got the thing that hooks everything up. Absolutely, that's a glue that glues it all. That's like the force right there. Once you have a the in the mix, mm. <laughs> what can't you attach it to? I know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I have that domain, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for that. I live in gratitude. Uh, I think that the cool thing is when you're out making your legend with your friends and family. And, uh, you know, at that point, you get to choose what your domain is. Or it's That's chosen right. for you, right? That's true. That's true. So, for instance, uh, what's your domain? Well, I have to ask you a question. I know you're holding the mic, but yep. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> what is your domain of, uh, of what you... Like your sphere of working mm. favorite. The only way I can really describe it is that uh, the antenna. I just receive the bleeps and the bloops, and I just go where they tell me. Oh, see, that's beautiful. I love that so much, and I do the same, and that's what this is about. It's about tuning in mm -hmm. to the source, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being the vessel, mm -hmm. and it's going to take you where you need to go. And it's a beautiful thing because it is a guiding way. And you feel you're in accord with your purpose when you're doing that. Absolutely. And then you, what, what do you do then, too, is you start magnetizing other people who are listening to that frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're far better, 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 better. Oh, my God. <laughs> far better. What is this? Are you hanging this to me? I have some lights. Are these? Ooh, I like this. I do I snap these? Yes, you can. Do I snap these little giblets? And what is your what is your name? What's your moniker? What do you go by? My name is Tara, but I play the luminous Lumi here. Ooh, good. Been doing that for a little while. Oh, good. Following the wizard, making me come out of my shell. You know, yeah. What kind of projects have you guys worked on so far? Actually, this is one of our first projects together, and it's going really, really well. I have I have to say I've never done anything like this before, and although I'm into the whole, you know. Oh. Come, come, out, come out of the closet. Tell them. <laughs> tell them what you did before this. I may have, many, many I may have dressed as a as a, as a Harlequin at one time and shot a unicorn in 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 the uh, what Queen the, Mary what once. Was that, but what was that project called? That oh, I think it was called Cirque Noir. Cirque Noir. Cirque Noir. Cirque Noir. Oh, 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 yeah. 
Something tells me you were the ringmaster of Cirque Noir. <laughs> I was one of them. I was one of two. Um, and uh, what's been very, uh, very uh, blessing about this experience, especially knowing the Wizard of L.A., was is the fact that I've been able to get back into that bit of uh, vaudeville, spur of the moment, intentional disruption of. Uh, of everyone's everyday perception, mm -hmm. uh, they're at their feet in their own heads, in their in their hands, in their phones, and uh, and just having a little bit of fun, and we seem to be uh, doing that, and always. But my name is Mark, also known as Reverend Mark. I'm the lead. I'm currently the lead singer of a band called Ash Aria, and I'm very very blessed and fortunate to be good. Uh, my uh, my brother and uh, and. Uh, Cosmic brother, uh, uh, on on the uh, on this grand walk, uh, assisting him with the uh, the flute and uh, whatever else I can do. That flute looks like it was. It, you've spent some time with the people who carved it. I will tell you a little bit about myself. Twenty years ago, I did spend quite a bit of time with a gentleman by the name of Archie Fire Lamedeer out in Santa Paula. Uh, just south, actually, no, I'm sorry, just north of us, where we are at south. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did spend a lot of time uh, with, uh, with people that have great respect for this sound, and uh, I, too, try and carry that reverence as best I can. But uh, this particular flute was handcrafted. It was made by a gentleman in, in Tennessee by the name of Paul Neal. I absolutely love Excellent. his craft. And if you're out there and you're looking for a... Uh, a flute with this sound, with this look, with this feel. Look for Paul. So, it's yeah. been incredible seeing the reactions and and watching how people have perceived this. Oh, yeah. Because the idea, and, and I'm sure your listeners are aware of these kinds of concepts, uh, you know, it, it takes a certain type of uh, awakened kind of, of possibly a hero trickster. I'm sure you've got a lot of those uh, around. They're really, they're sometimes referred to as the few who are out there holding the torch, bearing the light, uh, willing to be the joke. This is the wisdom of the fool. The fool is a wise archetype. It's the only one that can make fun of the king. <laughs> it's legal. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Sometimes you call them journalists, but you know, <laughs> a present company excluded. <laughs> So, uh, so coming out like this and seeing people wake up from a, a slumber, because all we've basically done here is decided to go and live out loud and go play in public and to use our imagination, which is ultimately the fundamental building block of everything that exists in everyone's universe. Everything you see around you started in the imagination. That was the origin point. So it, it, when you acknowledge that and you say, well, somebody decided to build bricks, someone decided to make mortar, they may not have been the same person. It's okay. They were both valid creations. The same goes for what we make of ourselves and how we decide to do that. And so really, um, this for me is the, the next iteration of a strategy of after you've woken up and, and you've basically uh, maybe you you called bullshit on the game or maybe you uh, decided to to just let go of things you didn't need anymore or maybe you decided to alleviate yourself 
of other people's anxieties or fears or values. And you needed to live in accord with your own purpose. And uh, when that happens, the next thing you have to do is show up. You have to, to move it from talking to action. Because you have the intent. You're like, I want this world to be different than what it is. If that is your intent, the next thing to do is to take action with it. And wherever you need to work that is going to be the, the inspiring and the fulfilling place to work is going to be the best place for you to work. And, and it's a unique answer for everyone. So uh, we're out here, like, finding our tribe, like, making it. And this is a project, uh, you know, actually the way that we met was really incredible. Uh, do, you, do you care to say something I about I would love that? for you to tell yeah. the story. Uh, you want me to tell these, oh, I can tell the story. Oh, by the way, I will tell you. I love this. <laughs> You're so cool. <laughs> so happy we, we, we met. Um, thank the, the Jesus. Oh, he's here. Thank the Jesus he's here. So, um, the way that the wizard and I met, or I should say the way that the wizard and us met, present company included, was at a Paul Stamets talk in November. And where was that, Mr. Wizard? That was at the Los Angeles Historic Park that had just recently reopened uh, due to renovations. <laughs> we pause. Now interrupt your scheduled <laughs> programming. Now interrupt your... For the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> LAPD flyby. Anyway. We're now <laughs> this LAPD flyby. Thank you. So... Wait, wait, the reverberation oh. from uh, the yeah. damn, damn you uh, south-facing building <laughs> with acoustic. really good when it acoustics. Happens, we just take a breath. I'll just take <sighs> Feels good. Whim the Hoff, baby. Whim, whim, the, whim, the, whim the Hoff. Hoff. <laughs> you gotta whim the Hoff sometimes. Oh, if it's no, cold. Back. <laughs> oh, no. They circled around. They, they love us. They, me quickly. It's just podcast. Oh, They're fans. They want to They're excited. Hi. I'm on your Facebook too. Actually, we're actually late. That's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, we're actually late. So, so we met during this talk, and uh, and it was Paul Stamets, and, and uh, I had just come out, and it hadn't been, it had been a while since I had been out and about, and uh, I met you, and you were going to tell this story, weren't you? Oh, I'll tell it. Tell it. I had the intention of uh, <laughs> meeting a fellow mystic, meeting a fellow traveler or whatnot. And uh, it was very interesting because both myself and the wizard here have a very similar background within the esoteric and the mystery school arts. We're both students, long time students. We've both been, some of us, some of us, have, <laughs> and, and us, us <laughs> I can definitely say that in plural, uh, have, many have met before <laughs> in, in passing. But what's interesting about this particular gentleman is the fact that him and I have a very similar background with some of the schools that we've gone to. And the first night we met, we were just, excuse my, uh, my, uh, my bomb that I'm about to, to drop, but we were just fucking with each other in the greatest way possible. Because though I, I just met this guy and everything, was for me it was just too good to be true. It was just like, I've met some tricksters. <laughs> what kind of trickster is he? And after the end of the night, he's like, brother trickster. <laughs> the honorable trickster. <laughs> the hero trickster. I finally found him! Actually, there's others, but there's, he's awesome. <laughs> 
but beyond that, I had the intention of meeting this guy. And what was great about it was like every sh you know, shamanistic experience you may have had on or off of psychedelics, it's always started with a fire. So either, and, and sitting by That's one. And, and from every, every walk of where these circles began, mainly from the levels of you know, the medicine men, or the shaman, mystic, it's always by the fire. So at the end of this talk with Paul Stamets, I'm standing there with my soon-to-be wife, and let me over here. <laughs> when she's when she's when she's all dressed up, and just folding my arms and everything, having the intention of talking to somebody, you know, holding this conversation, and this guy who is like brighter than Burning Man, walking through, walking through this talk, just happened to be the guy that appeared on my left. How you doing? I'm like, hey. <laughs> And we just we continued the conversation, and 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 from there we uh, I I I had this birthday coming up, and I was going to go spend it at a remarkable place, and he was the only person who didn't cancel on me, and then we had this transcendental experience, and our clothes were on the entire time. It was awesome, but beyond that, no Crowley here. But um, no, seriously, at least not in this lifetime. But beyond that. We we kept in contact. We maintained. We spoke about shared experiences and shared intentions that there we both had. Moons, there was ballistics. That birthday is a is a <laughs> yeah. podcast in its in itself and yeah. everything. I got I'll share it with you one of these days. If if you have us. Maybe some of your, your friends become our friends and then we take them there too. Uh, I think I could see uh, that happen. I could yeah. see that. To experience the ballistics. Yeah. You, you have to yeah. come out there. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. amazing. I want to see the ballistics. The Mojave is is a very, very, very magical place. Plus ballistics. Well, I, I, I like that idea. Yeah, Women the Hoff and ballistics. Plus ballistics. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That is. And we're gonna make them to a song. Okay. So okay, drums, maracas, and fruits. We got it. Let's go. You know. All we need now is a box of beats. If you're out there, I can hear you. But anyway, <laughs> actual dude. He's really cool. The, um, the but thing that made it so special, please. I think, is that when we met that first night, and then I invited him back to my place, and we had a bonfire. And yes, our clothes stayed on for that, too. <laughs> Though uh, we had a, it, we, we, you know. I, re remarkably and everything, we are one of those uh, good friends where our clothes have stayed on. And that's, and that's, <laughs> and that's, and that's, and that's what I really, no, no judgment. <laughs> but that's the really thing I want to kind of nail into this, this, this conversation is, is no crowd. And yeah, right. Continue. Somehow this clothes stayed on. Oh, completely. Yeah. And it's, and, it's anyway. and, and there's a rule that's no crowd. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> so, so we're around this fire and, um. To me, I've said, like, I think fire was original TV. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Still like, yes. the ancients. Fire and stars, too. Fire's right. That's all they had, you know? Right, oh, the yeah. marvels of it. And, and I have, I can go on for a while. I, I might make that workshop about, you know, <laughs> you the, the metaphysics of I fire. Think you're it, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Here's the curriculum. Here it is. Let's Welcome do this to the workshop. workshop. Well, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. <laughs> right. And curtain. And <laughs> so fire so, was the original entertainment. It was, and uh, really when you think about it, it's showing you everything you need to know because it's a force of creation. It's showing you infinite pattern. 
and it's continually changing. Mm -hmm. And that's what you are when you realize it. And just as it kind of waves into these different forms and things, it's looking like a pattern that resembles itself and then it shifts and it changes, though it is continually shifting. It's continually moving through different correspondent points in space and time. And it's like at the point that you're aware of this, you are looking at your reflection. And that even when it destroys, it creates in its wake. You know, you think about what happens to a forest after it catches on fire. And I then, can tell you what happens. I can too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. Right? <laughs> we, right? Yeah. Were you in the middle of a forest on fire? I was oh, too. Yes, we uh, my wife and I, well, my soon to be wife and I were, were, were. We lived in one of the fire zones that currently took place the in Southern California. The eye of the California. storm. Like, of we were the right fires. in the middle of it, surrounding the entire what? block. I was on yeah. top of the roof the very <laughs> no, at, the first night what? with this very maraca. Just you doing stopped this. an ember from burning the roof. And I'm just kind of on top of it, just on top of the roof, just watching this fire and everything. Blessed and horrified at the same time. And at one point, these embers started flying over us. Like just like marauder shells, like am I saying it right? But anyway, like 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 rockets, marauders shells or whatever they're called, and everything fl- going over our head like a war zone, and just like like a god slapped one of the embers out of the air, just whoosh, right into the top of my roof, and it took me a moment to realize I needed the I needed to do the special hat dance on this on this ember. It was just it was an un. Unreal moment, but that that experience we have experienced that we yeah, have been in the eye of the storm and we were under yeah. like not mandatory evacuation but voluntary. But everybody left, yeah. and I'm glad that we stayed. I mean, there were people coming down the street and casing houses on our street. Yeah, we would come up like, "Do you what? know who lives here? What are you doing here?" You know, and they'd run off. It's yeah, crazy. I, I had two run-ins. With, we I, we yeah, actually should say we had two run-ins with looters just on our block. Mm-hmm. Um, I my Chihuahua that decided in a conversation <laughs> Zelda, basically Princess to become uh, my my guard dog, which she's awesome for that. But um, uh, we we ran and we had a we had some uh, run-ins with looters. Um, one of the most comical uh, run-ins, though, which I, uh, I would love to share. I don't want to go dark, but uh, the comical share uh, looter run I run and I had was around ten o'clock, and my Chihuahua barks, and I tell her to hush, and then she does the bark for get off your ass and look out the window. So I walk over to the window and look. There's this guy checking out my uh, my neighbor's place. So I get go, you know get all my stuff together and you know just in case any you know something happens and uh walk outside and this exact hat and put on the biggest smile possible and say good evening how are you doing awesome hi Shot. is everything okay can i help you out oh no yeah i'm i'm fine i'm just checking on my friends to make sure they're okay oh that's great that's so good of you thank you so much by the way what are their names i never caught their names Oh, that's oh, well, good. Uh, oh, that's good. You like that? Yeah. Oh, well, um, I, I don't think they're here. I think, but I think they're okay, Definitely right? Yeah, they're okay. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'll see you later. Oh, no problem. Take care, sir. Bye. <laughs> it was just nuts. Son of a yeah, bitch. That's great. Our house yeah. survived. Everything's okay. It was just, oh, so scary. Yeah. I drove so you stuff. stayed there while this fire was happening around what? you? And yeah. you had, I mean, how close did it look like it was coming to you? It was it, across the road. I could light a cigarette off of it. It, it was, was like, it was, it was, it was pretty fucking close. It was across the road. How many blocks away? Maybe three blocks away? Three blocks away, blocks and away. we were we were within the uh, evacuation the zone. But what was hill. what was great about it was I had just we had just my birthday had just happened, 
and Chenzi, my followed sound, that birthday. yeah, and and the wizard, <laughs> my and 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 this good girl next to me and everything had this, you know, had, had our had the, our amazing adventure out 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 and out in the location that we went to, and we came back to this. <laughs> yeah, and really but I oh, so right after this, yeah, like, completely like transitory experience, right? Right exactly. After. You you, yeah. to you, yeah. to you have this you have this <laughs> self collective realization to where it's just like the, 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 imagine imagine coming to an an idea that we are all one. But really being able to hammer it into an idea and everything to where you've had this great just conversation in the middle of nowhere and suddenly you, you, you realize this thing. But then going from that point to a fire around you and still having that in your mind. Yeah, we didn't want to leave. Not, not, because, not because the fire or whatnot and everything, but big, oh, big, we felt, we felt we were going to, we, we would be okay. We felt tragic. Like you felt, felt kind of at our, one with the fire. You felt like it was your buddy after all that time you spent. With I, I definitely wouldn't say. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't say it was my buddy, but I would say that it was one that deserved an immense amount of respect and reverence. But not only that, I felt as though becoming aware of what we became aware of, that we had we had to stay to. To protect the house. If it would have came too close, we would have. If if if, yeah, if, it was if everything really else was around close. us burning, we were on the line. but so I, you had stuff like ready stuff and packed. Yeah, ready. My, yeah, yeah. We, we had we had already yeah. moved. Actually, we had already moved some of our stuff into storage too. Yeah. Um, just in case. Just in case. But I really wanted to stay behind to make sure that my neighbors came back and that they were smiling at each other, and not looking suspiciously towards one another. And um, that was one of the uh, that was one of the the things that, uh, that, for me and everything, uh, I got out of it. It was the fact that when I see my neighbors now, they're smiling. Um, it's a huge change in the community too. And it well, wasn't just everybody talking to each other. And it wasn't just me. But, and it was just a few, it was just like several houses. But it wasn't just me. There were like other there were many others that were doing the exact same thing. And it was crazy because you would you would see these guys and they would just all come to the coffee shop and they would have like respirators and, and hats over <laughs> yeah. their heads and stuff like that. Yeah, their backpacks on. The, the air was just so it was thick. so thick. Yeah, and they had like go- they had sunglasses or goggles. I was wearing goggles. Oh, and uh, and we just had conversations and kind of would pat each other's dusty backs, exchange numbers and make and just call each other up checking on one another to see if we're okay um bringing in supplies from the city taking turns checking you know like what was it uh, checking each other's uh guard grounds and everything like that it was a real sense of community and a real sense of oneness and once more this man over here (laughs) helped find that uh that 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 lesson or that that awareness that presence and uh so we're here tonight uh you know, manifesting this uh, this uh, this great adventure right now. Well, so. I think. Thank you, and I, I think the thing that really um, made the difference. I, I have a separate firefighting story, by the way, yeah. in the Himalayas, but we're not telling that in today. The in the Himalayas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not <laughs> telling that. Though I wanted to bring the that up what only. We call well traveled. <laughs> yes. I only want to bring that up because. Um, that fire, when you are in that kind of proximity, like Reverend Mark's talking about, it, it's um, you have a whole different conception and respect for it as an elemental force. Like, you know, beyond looking at a campfire, like if you're really in a close proximity, if you're watching the nature burn around you and you're there or you're in a house or something like that, uh, and you can see how it can just turn and it can just move and, and like... It, it, it's 
you see it as the primordial elemental force of creation and destruction yeah. that it is in like a very, whoa, I'm right here. I've got a front row seat to the whole thing. Yeah. And that makes a difference. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, it's safer when we can sit around a campfire and just watch it and see it in a place where there's some containment for it. Though the big difference was we had met that night and when we figured out who you know, we were, the three of us, we confided in each other about a lot of experiences that we had had that, you know, we can just call subjective experiences. They were very personal. They were very uh, mystical-based experience or conscious awareness-based experience. And, you know, however anyone wants to frame that, whether it's something that's occurring as a psychological effect in their head or whether it's something that is part of a bigger supreme intelligence, however they want to define that. Uh, It doesn't matter to me. You've had that experience, and it was valid to you, and I respect you for that, and I love you already. And I don't have to agree with anything you say in my experience. I just can acknowledge yours and respect it and say, okay, look, you know what? I love that, that you've had it, and that you are comfortable enough that you talk to me about it and that we've really gotten real with each other, real about being surreal, maybe, in some effect. <laughs> I love that. And uh, exactly. that was the big difference, because I felt like I connected uh, with these folks in a way that I had um, really meant to have like a level of connection with others. It, it was basically like shaman support group. You know, oh, that's like, cool. it, it really, like as healers, as wounded healers, which is really a lot of the background of it, um, that really made the difference because, uh, you know, people can have a sympathy when they see someone that, you know, they've been through some things or whatever, and that's that's sort of natural, that happens, you, you feel for someone or you're empathetic. When you see someone who is strong, or you appear to believe as being strong, and you find that out about them, it's even more endearing, I think. Because then you're like, okay, it wasn't a situation where you're playing or hamming it up or anything, you know, you're not being a victim. Like, you've really moved yourself from a place of of being really down in the hole, and you've begun to make that ascent and that climb outward by fulfilling yourself and unfolding and, and living in your true will and purpose. And, um... You know, I I think that is a big difference for people when we see that. And it's also how I I like to to help anyone that I can get out of that hole. Because I come from that place. I come from that place of being, um, you know, just in a, a horrible, wretched state and not in accord with that. And even with the gifts, you know, we all have these gifts that we're given at the point that we can be grateful for them and that we can just take our own values into account and not live according to to someone else's values that aren't jiving with ours. Because that's just going to be wrong for you on a very cosmic, universal level. Like, you know, not every piece on the chessboard does the same thing for a reason. There's a reason why you have different pieces or different positions in a game, you know, football, whatever. Like, it wouldn't be the same if it was the same. So you have a function 
and there's something for you to do that's perfect and it's waiting to be revealed. And wherever your love is, is the place to go and do it. It's like, go figure out, you know, this is our process right now. This is how you happened upon us. This is how we are even right here at this moment in space and time. Because everyone here is activating and actualizing their true life's purpose. They're doing what they love. And this, 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 what is happening right now, this meeting that we are having, this was our intention. Maybe not this exact, this, maybe not this exact meeting, but a meeting nonetheless, it was our intention. So awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you a lot. Calling out the, um, the intention can be a big game changer without being attached to the outcome of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but calling the attention. Because if you want to have the food delivered, you have to put the order in. You have to be able to, to say, I, I want to manifest this. I want this to happen. And then the next thing is moving past the resistance of it that, that if you had established a pattern where you weren't going to allow yourself to receive it. Because some people are on that side of it. It's like, they're great givers. You know, I'm sure you've got people listening. They're, they're great givers. Like, that's, <laughs> that's sort of why maybe they're where they're at. It's like they, they had enough um, sapience, maybe, <laughs> that they, they were looking through the lens of the other. And that's what you do. You hold up the mirror and reflect what you see. And, um, you know, you've got to be able to receive, too as well as give and know how you're going to be able to fold that back into to what you want to do so that you can just keep going with it and do that thing. But I would say definitely, you know, find a middle path with your give. Because if you give too much and if you give to the wrong people, then you become something of a giver known as a pleaser. And the pleaser, unfortunately, will try and please every single individual, draining themselves of energy and actually giving that energy to others. And there are those individuals that will devour that pleasing or possibly even take you into a wayward path or make you feel completely unappreciated while you endlessly try to please. But at the same time, have awareness. And I think, definitely, I shouldn't even say think, I know that, that the wizard here, his intention, things that he the art that he actually brings because this this pyramid that you see beside you this was of his this was of his uh, design and his making and 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 uh, imagination that manifested and now my lovely wife to be uh, gets to puppet it yeah, I think that's just brilliant that you're you're moving this thing around it's just brilliant. she's amazing in it too and, and I, I have to talk about uh, the lovely uh, Tara of Tara as I call her that's her superhero name it's great <laughs> Or uh, or Terra Nova. What, what do we want to call you? Uh, <laughs> you know, t- I like I, I like Tara of Tara. Can, can They're I, both great. Can, can, I, can I tell you the reason why it's Tara or t- Tara or Terra uh, of Tara? Exactly. Well, what's funny about it is um, when we first met, I was calling her Tara, and she never corrected me. 
Um, and so in the end, I realized this is how much she likes me. She likes me so damn much that I she lets me say her name wrong. If he says it right now, I'm like, what did I do? Right. And, and, and it's never anything. It's like Tara, because once in a while Tara comes like, out, she's like, oh, what did I do? It's like my parents saying my middle name. I'm just like, what? Extra attention. Tara, Tara, Tara. No. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. So the name... Tara of Tara, Tara of Tara, or Tara of Tara. She's a maestra because she has been uh, operating Lumi as uh, my all-seeing eye creation is so-called. It's it's Lumi. (laughs) It's genderless. It's not quite colorless. The bricks are gold. I've chose a female voice today with a voice changer. (laughs) You know, I preferred that one today. You know, really, she... Did you use a voice changer in there? I mean... (laughs) I mean, Tara Tara brings it to life uh, in a way that literally it springs right from my imagination and how I, like... I envisioned it to be, and it's a lot of her physical acting and things. And like she was <laughs> saying earlier, I said first time, oh my god, it was just the stuff. If that was even you, the stuff yeah. that was going on in there was just yeah, that awesome. Was, it was that so was funny. that was the first time she was wearing it. Oh my god! Yeah, and and it was like nimble that thing. Exactly, graceful, yeah. nimble, yeah. amazing. Very nimble. For, 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 yeah. She only Thank bumped you. into one person in only this one. thing. Just to give you a frame of reference, you Slightly. can't fit it into and a regular too. door without bending it because it's <laughs> made out of foam. Like. Which is great. Yeah, (laughs) we're dancing around in the train station now with it. Though um, she's an amazing artist in her own right, and and this whole thing that earlier that night because she's saying this is getting her into a new sphere of of really coming in. This is all of us coming into the next thing that needs to be done. And earlier that night, she came out and and she was like, "Oh well, would you like to see some of my doodles?" And (laughs) she she showed me. Her doodles, which of, of which this woman has no, at, at the time of this recording, has no gallery up yet, which yeah. is, is coming now, right? Did you see <laughs> yeah. what I did there? <laughs> yes. Nice, thank you for the yes. assist, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yes. so yes. these doodles uh, uh, were some of the most amazing drawings I've ever seen. I mean, we're talking detailed anatomy, cartoons, wow. stuff that like, you know, uh, you know, Ralph Crumb would be like, hey, that's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's really, it's oh, really goodness. amazing. And um, this is about... Living in that thing you're loving and and seeing this happen right now mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I, I know you know this is happening everywhere like we're getting it we're having this ascending moment where um, you know you got people at the tip like I'm the tip of the spear my angle is to you know I'll draw it so that you can jump in and then I can build your legend through me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'll I'll run the engine, and then let's hook the cars up, yeah. and then go. And then if I have to jump back and be the caboose, cool, because I love that Ouroboros thing. You know, <laughs> give me my serpent uh, devouring its own tail. It's a beautiful image, yeah. and, and that is the role of the, the of the mage of the of the, 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 of the why is this. Damn you, dyslexia. <laughs> What's shaman? the word I'm looking for? Not shaman, but magician. There we go. Ah. That is the role of the magician. It's the MC. It's, 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 the, it's male or female, the individual that brings focus. That's what he's doing. 
I, I also awesome. mention uh, my podcast now because oh, I good. just I just started one. Oh, cool, cool. Just released uh, my first bit of it yesterday, and it's called Woke Minds with the Wizard of L.A. Where can, where can it be heard? Uh, right now, it's only up on YouTube. I haven't even oh. put it up on uh, some of the other things yet. That's coming. So I'm new to it. This is one of those uh, I'd rather it be done than perfect kind of things. That's what this podcast is. See, the, this, okay, so this app, it's called Anchor. And for the longest time, I wanted to do a podcast. And um, so people were telling me, well, you, you have your radio show. And it's like, don't you want to just make more? And I go, well, yeah. And I thought, well, but I just don't want to do all this editing stuff. I just don't want to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Well, then my buddy goes, check out this app and it's the easiest thing ever you hit record and there it is and then it goes up to iTunes and about five other places they hook it into like five other places that are that are um, I'll email you I mean I, I've been doing big time research for the past two months finding every podcast directory every podcast app emailing them if they don't have one available I you know I, I, I find my way in there and I've been emailing these guys and say hey can you please put my RSS feed and everything up there and as a result uh, it's been like going up like a freaking mountain over the past couple of couple of oh, months. Beautiful. Every day I almost make like three podcasts because it's so freaking simple. <laughs> it's all just pure because I got an idea book, which all these ideas go into. And yeah, what I'm doing yeah. now is I'm reading back through those old ideas on here and seeing just how many of those things have come to pass through other artists. Yeah. And then I realize, okay, you know what? That that just reaffirms the fact that when I have an idea in my brain. I create it because it's 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 pulling me along. It'll always serve me good as long as I'm following where it wants me to go, of course. And then it's like, look, look at here's the reward. Thank you for following this thing because otherwise someone else would have done it. You know. Yeah, his yeah. voice sounds so familiar. He's a beautiful <laughs> voice I too. I, I think you're gonna naturally be so great at it because your voice is beautiful. It yeah. sounds familiar to that me. Sounds very familiar. I must be a long time <laughs> listener in lo- non-linear time. Yeah. yeah. Multi-dimension. Your other very self is dimensional of you. <laughs> <laughs> or even whatever. Right. But it's so fun because now that you started your podcast, let's say just for kicks, if you decide to download this app, you can actually, it's the ultimate collaborative experience. You can actually leave messages for people. Like if you had Mm -hmm. an anchor profile, I could leave a a minute message on there, which you could then include in your podcast. I could even call you. We could talk and then it would save within the podcast, which you could do little tiny segments. You could record little segments and put them in there. Oh my God, it's so exciting. This is the the greatest plug ever. So so please pay this man for a sponsorship. So who who is this guy that you guys were talking about that you met at this, at this, uh, at this, uh, at the bonfire and everything? No, what was the... Yeah, yeah, what is, who's that? That's you. Paul Stamets is a, uh, is a uh, entrepreneur, um, uh, mycologist, and uh, mushroom enthusiast, uh, and healer of all things nature. Uh, he is a he is a he is located in North, I believe northern Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a website, Fungi Perfecti. They have a, yes, they have a they have a mm. they have, and host offense is yes, also a uh, well. is also a product that he uh, creates as well. Yeah. But uh, anything you want to know about mushrooms uh, and anything you want to know about uh, the fruiting body of mushrooms, mycelium. Uh, this man and the uh, material that he produces uh, can help you with that. If you're into gourmet uh, mushroom farming or uh, bio-remediation or everyone's favorite, oh, better I say it, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's illegal in this state. No, so, no, I'm going to say it. If you're into psilocybin, magic mushrooms, also look them up. So, yes, um, um, I'm a good man, and uh, we, we both just happened to be at the talk at the same day at the same time with similar intentions at the very end so by the campfire. How many awesome. how many people were there would you say? 
There was quite a few. I would say uh, like, at least seventy-five, yeah, maybe. 75, no, more than that. Was it? More than that. I would say about. I would say three hundred and thirty-three people were there. What an amazing <laughs> thing! <laughs> we just what? pull that number out of that. Just pull that number out of that. <laughs> what an amazing. Well, you know, it's so interesting because uh, Tesla said that those were magic numbers three, six, and nine. Mm-hmm. Like he was just, he was yeah. just like really oh, yeah. with those. Oh, yeah. um, but it's amazing to be able to have an ex- um, a group of people who are higher conscious minded you know tuned into this higher vibration and for them to all come around I can only imagine the amount of synchronicities and just yeah. magical happenings that were just happening like like crazy you got it I mean that's it right there mm-hmm. because and that's why we're out in places like this now too because you knew like those people that are sort of you know up in the mountains there doing that you expect that you know those people that are in the ashrams meditating you expect that okay in these places where you can see that level of consciousness where it, it is because the synchronicities are happening all over the place. Um, all the operations that are basically occurring outside of whatever you feel is your physical corporeal form are going on regardless of uh, you know however you perceive those processes or not. So uh, even if for the people that are more physicalist, like if they have the psychological model, uh, the eye and the reticular activating system are clocking all the micro expressions that people are giving, what their body positions are doing. They know what's happening. So even on an unconscious level, you're very much aware of the energetic environment that you're in. And uh, if we start to get into the nature of energy and of frequency and of vibration, of which Tesla said, you know, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, this is what you're going to study here. Uh, you know, everything are these patterns in sound, and and it's all there. Microbiome and all. So, so this is where it gets into some of the stuff uh, with Paul Stamets, and uh, I want to mention the Sci-Fi event that I went to last night, just to throw it in there, because these guys, this, what you're talking about, most recently occurred last night, mm. and this was something that Maps was involved in, which is the multidisciplinary. Uh, study for psychedelics and things like that for healing because there's basically maybe some people know about it there's been an underground fight club for psychedelic healing for like a long time long now time. since the research uh, got shut down back in the 90s uh it, i think it went well back as far as the 70s when it got shut down but more uh, appropriately in the 90s a lot of these people started to look into these things again as another method of healing because they were breaking down ego barriers. And that's basically all it is. It's one path on the mountain I want to put out there just so you know anyone knows. It's like there are lots of ways to access these things. Though uh, this can often be easier for someone that didn't maybe grow up with meditation or mm-hmm. something and so they take these micro doses uh, of these things. It's it's yeah, definitely a shortcut. Yeah. The, the, there's another thing when, when we talk about the the Stamets stuff goes into Terence McKenna uh, type things, and um, the stoned ape theory, and this line of research that basically gets into an idea that uh, mushrooms are a alien consciousness, basically. Yes. That is alive. And uh, I know Reverend Mark can speak a lot about this. I, I have, I know the, the shaman side of it from my time in Mexico where Maria Sabina, who was the original mushroom shaman, uh. that, that 
turned on uh, so Gordon Wasson and Life so Magazine good. and everyone basically. Then the Beatles went down there and uh, everyone. So like it, it, that was the game changer back jealous. in the 50s. Though the funny thing is, is that they saw it in a very similar way. And that was the thing that blew me away when I went to, um, you know, well, when I found out about that work, the McKenna side of it and, uh, and uh, Stamets in particular, the presentation that he gets. And he has a video presentation. Pretty sure it's available online. Uh, Anyone can look it up if you look up Paul Stamets. And he uh, basically shows what that theory is as to how these, uh, these things came down many, how long ago? Well, whatever. 3.85 yeah. billion years. <laughs> of the blink of a shaman's eye. <laughs> blink yeah. of a shaman's That's eye. Um, these, 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 these filaments descended from an unknown place, from an unknown time, knowing exactly where they were going to land. And they landed here. Um, it's almost like saying uh, a light particle from a distant dead star knows exactly what eye it's going to land on. And it does. But anyway, so long story short, <laughs> so long story short, um, on the back of an asteroid descending from, descending from the atmosphere in its own pot, maybe, maybe even in its own spore, um, a protective barrier, uh, it found a, it, it rested in the upper atmosphere for an unknown amount of time. I shouldn't say upper atmosphere, lower atmosphere for an unknown amount of time until the conditions were just right for it to lay its influence down. And 3.8 billion years later, or I, not even that longer, but but shortly after that, a blink of a shaman's eye, um, it helped engineer ecogenesis and create life. And uh, mushrooms are everywhere. In fact, as we're talking right now and everything, there's a mycelic body under the uh, under this uh, this brick right now, kind of maybe uh, able to sense that there's a conversation going on because of the vibrations going through my out of my voice into my feet and through this brick. So you never know. But they are very intelligent. I it's Stemmet's belief and mine too that they are aware of us and that they influence us. And more so than plants, we are related to mushrooms. More than a plant, we are related yeah, to mushrooms. Yeah, on the chart. And more yeah, than a plant exactly. is related to a mushroom. That's true. We are related to mushrooms. Isn't that weird? We are li- related closer to mushrooms than than plants. We are more yeah, like related the mushrooms closer. Mushrooms are related more closer to us than plants. We are more related. That's incredible. We are more yeah, related to. Exactly. to so sorry, Lynn. So, so sorry. <laughs> And we are yeah. more related to, 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 to mushrooms than we are that's to dirt. Incredible. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really that's incredible. Nuts. Yeah. There was a documentary I recently saw, and um, the guy was trying to figure out what mana was, and uh, and then, so then he went off and he uh, ate mushrooms. But then the thing was was that he was showing all these old paintings, all these old paintings where mushrooms were in those paintings. So the idea was that. When, when Jesus turned the water into wine, there were mushrooms involved. And when people saw him walking in the water, when the, you know, all these other things, there were mushrooms involved. So it's, it, it's, it's such an interesting perspective when you hear that, that kind of aspect of it. Cause There's a lot of that. That's uh, uh, Dr. John Allegro, I think. It's John Allegro's work speaks a lot about that. Sacred mushroom and the cross, I 
think, is one of the texts. Though, uh, though yeah, it, it, to Santa Claus and everything, it actually goes pretty deep. You know, if you notice on the Christmas cards, the, uh, the Amanita mascaras, the, the red and the little white dots, you see them on, especially in the old ones. So in some of these, uh, these uh, theories that are postulated, it's like one version of the Santa myth was actually like the dude was a shaman carrying sacks of mushrooms that he harvested around. Yeah. You know, like that's at least one version of reality. Like Incredible. That that's how that worked. So, uh, so yeah, so there's a whole lot of stuff and stuff even related to the Americas here because the tribal people, there were mushroom cults in, you know, South America and all over the place that, um, basically when the colonialists had come here, the mushroom cults were already here. And so where the, um, church beliefs got transposed onto the indigenous cultures everything got you know I will say the deck got shuffled at that point and how it was related to the interesting point is they're treated like children in, in the shamanic cultures in Mexico like they, they're the niños y niñas the little boys and girls the children and the reason being that uh well, think about it. They grow, and then they get ingested, and then the people that ingest them eventually die, and then they go into the ground, and then they grow again, <laughs> and the circle of life continues. It's like a state of continual growth and decay, and that there's an intelligence in it, and that's a very experiential thing. That's why, like, if anybody does, uh, and look into maps, too, I think is a great thing. If, if this is of interest to, uh, to folks that are listening about how these things are used in healing or treatment or visionary experiences or mysticism or any of it, um, you know, some good places to start are maps or... Um, John Hopkins University is also a really good place. They're they, doing a study on it. They, they, they yeah. Ongoing study. They've, they've mm -hmm. found that uh, uh, psychedelics or other uh, psilocybin mushrooms uh, have the potential chance of knocking out depression and PTSD. PTSD. Incredible. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, may I also mention that today's events is not sponsored by us. Uh, it, it's very sober, and uh, and uh, and um, and though and though it would be a, a lot of fun to to journey on uh, psychedelics, uh, we ask that uh, um, those who, uh, who may want to join us um, refrain, be in a safe place, be in a safe spot have the right intentions, and uh, don't endanger yourself. Most of all, don't endanger others. That's the reason why we choose to walk a, a psycho-free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's set and setting. I, I don't think I really need anything, really. I, I'm pretty True. sober. <laughs> I don't think I need anything. Um, I think that, um, that, you know, I second that, though. Thank you for the disclaimer. I, I think the important thing there is that to the people that think that you just do it and, and someone would use that to escape or to get high or something, that they could see that in a new lens and, and see, oh, wait, these things actually treat and help and heal you and bring you to knowledge and gnosis if you create the intent to use them that way. Yeah. So if somebody hears that and goes, oh, I don't just, you know, take a bunch of these and then go to a concert, you know, like, you, you know, that's, that's, really that's 
See, see uh, Dr. James Fadiman's work and uh, the Psychedelic Explorer's Guide. If you know anyone that, that trips, I, I think that was like a great book, uh, I thought. Mm. The, the, I know that the work continues on this stuff, though, so it's, it's very alive and well. And it's also, again, worth mentioning. It's just one path on the mountain. Like, it's not necessary to do it that way. You, you, know? can, you can get there without them. And there are those of us who have used them to, to essentially get there a little quicker but at the same time if you don't have like I said again the, the reverence the respect for yourself for for understanding that path then taking the mushrooms could be working the exact opposite I've heard so many stories of individuals having the bad trip from just trying to use them to escape or trying to use them to prove something about themselves. And the reality of it is, potentially, they can be very healing. But you have to be in the right place and set and setting and have the right intentions. Take it away, wizard. Yeah, I think intention is going to count for anything that you're doing the most because that is you putting the target on the board. So... Um, Whatever your intention is, and if you need to know what your intention is, then make that your intention. I need to know what that is. That's true. That's ringing true. That's going to bring your heart and mind together because you want them both operating together in unison. Wait, hold on. I'm going I'm to pause this for uh, part one, and then we're going to go to part two. Commercial break. Okay, yes. What is Are she we... doing? Are you coming in and grabbing the money out of my jar? Yes. She is. Are you really? Yes. Uh, uh, how do I respond to this? Uh, yes. What are you doing? Why? What are you doing? Why would you do that? Why, why would you do that? Is this the Illuminati? Someone is now. <laughs> Duh, yeah. <laughs> It is the end of the night. Illuminati in person, huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Right there. You can't escape it. You can't escape it. It's pervasive. It's everywhere, it's everywhere. Is this what life is about? Is this it? Is this what we do? Do we do we just take things from other people? Because you're crazy. Let go of this hand. Because it's not so interesting. So we're walking around with a, a tip jar, and uh, some gal just walked over, put her hand into the her hand, just put her hand into the uh, tip jar. <laughs> Let it go. It's not yours, darling. Come on, girl. Let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go, girl. Come on, Let girl. Let it go, girl. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like it. Blessings and let it go. Why? It's no, 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 that's fine. Do the right thing. What is this? Do you want that? No, do you want this? Because I'm about to steal it from you. Don't do that. Don't make a fool of yourself. You see all these people here? I'll have you to make a fool of myself. Okay, <laughs> it's so. funny. Why do you do that? 
Whoops. Careful. I can see that coming from a mile away. Hang Careful. On. Hang on. Hang on. Look. Don't do that. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Hey, hey. Stop. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, I'll... Coyote. Do Don't not me. touch me. Get back near my wife. Get back. Oh, hell, Can you guys? Get the fuck away from me. Ah, oh, fuck that bitch up. She got. Look at what you're doing here. Okay, she can wear them damn clothes. I don't give a fuck because I got some more shit coming in here. Bitch. Hey, 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 hey. Listen. Lady. Stop. No. Stop that. Stop. Oh, hell no. No, no, let, let go of my hand. Let go of my hand. Do not do this. You need to get back. You're you. I love you unconditionally. Please stop this. Okay. Okay, for me, for me, okay? Because I'm, look, I built that. Can I tell you why? to pay my rent that I'm out here doing. And now it's broken because of that, because of what's happening. What would you do? What is that happening? Look, I'm being loved. Well, I know your hurt is why you do that. That's why you would do that because you hurt. This train's final destination is Atlantic Station in East LA. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You guys alright? Oh yeah. It's crazy that that kind of stuff is going on in this world. Thank you. 
to understand the, the level of danger, even if it's skinny, um, it's still dangerous. And so the moment someone's reaching into your pocket, you just kind of smile and like move it away. And with us and everything, the aspect, the other aspect of it is, is the handful of dollar bills in her hand really worth it? You know, could should we just have like made a fool of her and just allowed this not to happen? Because the moment we resisted and we tried to kind of push back, that happened. This because it was the resistance. Mm. Because at the point that you resist, you create a tension, which is met with. Yes. So, but, so, but how do you prevent it then if you don't resist? Because you. You either, you either ignore or you transform it, you transmute it. Now, the only reason she stopped was because I got her to engage me in the eyes because she was going to come back again. And each time it escalated because did you see the dominoes? Because you came to defend and then when she resisted, you resisted more. Then when you resisted more, she resisted more. Then when she got into your business, then she came in. And brought that resistance. And, just, and, just that, and it, it just it dominoed and escalated under those conditions, which is why it was like at that moment, you have to be able to ignore or completely change and transform a situation. Like right now, because this is, you know, I built this. We've been out with this. We have plans. We're not done yet. Okay? That that happened, I have to look at it and say, okay, how can I make a lesson, what value do we have out of this, that this conversation now, that you may take something from this with you that can change the way that you interact with other people. Because if they come at you, if someone tries to give you something, any kind of physical gift, if you don't accept it, who owns the gift? Right. So as long as you do not accept it into yourself, you don't own it, and you don't take it, and that's a big difference. It's a difference in how you live and what you're going to allow be all right within you, because as soon as you say, I'm not taking that, I'm not going to have that anymore, and you let it go, and if you can't let it go, you can get away and remove yourself from it entirely, or you transmute it, and laughter is a great way to do it. Laughter can break any kind of tension. It's one of the greatest yogas you could have is laughing yoga, and it will help you. If so, if a situation escalates, you get the other person to laugh, it's done. It's over. And it's helpful that way. So that's it. It's like, you know, one thing to the other because at the moment, it, when we meet people, and they do something like that, like to try to which do that. Which that is the first time out of a thousand, of thousands of people. It's the first time that ever happened. I know. But so that weird. demographic is really interesting because that, within the lines of self-defense and whatnot, and everything that you learn from martial arts, that can happen out of a thousand chances. And unfortunately that happened to us. One out of a thousand chances. Uh, uh, well, you know what, though? Chance, lesson, it's though. like you flip a coin... It's 50-50. Yeah. You, know, you can have it come up heads every time. What was, what do you think was, My friend, she saw one more an photo. opportunity. One more photo in its proper stance. Well, I wouldn't speculate on her thought process beyond saying that you don't operate from that level of consciousness unless you have been hurt or damaged or trained that that was an acceptable form to interact with other beings. So... 
if she's doing that kind of thing, this is where it's easier for you. If you run into someone and their sort of uh, um, frame of reality is so vastly different from your own, if you can accept it first, which can be difficult for some people, it can be a challenge, because if you're taught that your way is the only right way to do anything, you know, at least if you want to validate yourself, it can be a challenge. It doesn't have to be, though. If you accept another's reality as being a valid experience, whether you agree with it or not, you say, I recognize that that's an experience that they had, that whatever happened in their life brought like whatever happened in her life brought her to a point where that was acceptable. That whole thing, that was okay. Something happened there. If you deal with someone and they are ignorant, because it's ignorance in the true sense of the word, meaning not knowing, you know, not, not as in rudeness, as in not knowing any better. Like if you knew better, you wouldn't do that. It's somehow, it's made sense. So you just go, look, you know, you don't have to take that on. You don't have to adopt that opinion. Though you can go ahead and uh, accept it for them. Because at any point in time, if someone's living in their own reality, though it's not infringing on your own, game on. Right? This variety is the spice of life, yeah? Let people be different. Let them look at it in different ways. If they're not impeding your ability to do the same thing, no harm, no foul. And that, if that much was recognized at this point in time, in this history of this space-time and this civilization, that right there will save us. That right there, that principle of the golden rule that you can find in any kind of religion, uh, reworked in any kind of uh, way, it's just good policy that you're going to, at the very least, not do things to other people that you wouldn't do to you or want done to yourself. So at that point, you know, you've really changed the game. We, as we get out and live by example, we have that ability. So the less fights that occur, what do you think that does to the base level of consciousness in the world? How safe do you think you would feel if you walked down a dark alley and you knew that whatever was going on down there, nobody was going to assault you? That's a different world. Wouldn't be so scary anymore, would it? If you're like, you know what, I know maybe there's poor people down there, maybe there's drug addicts down there, whatever, they're doing with whatever with their own thing. If I know they're not going to do anything to me because they recognize uh, my sovereignty as a being, that, that I have a right to exist and that my experience is valid, game on. But you know where that starts? It starts with you doing it yourself. Because otherwise you're, you're, um, you're expecting the world to do what you are not. And if you're going to do that, you're just going to set yourself up for a fail. The way to do it, if, in fact, the way to change anyone is to live it by example. Because everyone you ever loved, everyone you ever thought was cool in your entire life, uh, that was learning by inspiration. It wasn't them telling you what to do. You looked at someone and you were like, I really like that. I want to be like that. And it was because they were living their truth. And you saw it. You saw yourself in their truth. And it inspired you. And you were like, yeah, I'm going to live that way. They didn't have to tell you about it. So, yeah, so maybe that's it. I'm just spitballing here. What do you think? <laughs> Let's Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. <laughs> you too.
Thank you. Thank you. That smells delicious. I'm sure you're enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So maybe that's what that was. Yeah. Do you see how I did that? If that's an Aikido move. That's it. That's psychic Aikido. We're gonna teach that class. You know what's also really funny? Too? Yeah. Psychic you know, Aikido. You know, you know what's really funny, unfortunate about this entire incident? She saved her life. Actually, the very same person that she was trying, this person was trying to hurt her, she saved her life. She was actually. I ripped her shirt. She was gonna fall into the just, track. She, she almost fell into the track. That's oh, why I pulled shit. on her shirt and, and pulled back and it ripped. But like, oh my god! I wasn't. I was like, oh. The very same person that like you know abuses you. you know, unfortunately. Oh my god! Who's in a better position? Who's in a better position than someone that has a? has a knowledge that this is all connected. You know, these guys, like this guy's wearing a uniform. How many people treat him like something because he's wearing a uniform? You know, this is a real, this is a real being with real love and real feelings. And it's no different for the guy in the business suit or the guy in the tank top or the people dressed like wizards It's all or musicians. It's all the same. You see, do you get that? Because it's like, here's your costumes. We're all just wearing our costumes, right? Yeah. We're all playing the game. <laughs> yeah, playing, playing the, game. the game. So when we can look and be like, I see you there. <laughs> I see you. And I never thought I'd be playing the game as hard as this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I promise you. But I'm here. And it's not going to be much longer until I don't have to play this. <laughs> Thank you. I like the imagery. What is it? Well, I built that, and uh, I love that. It reminds me of the, uh, on the back of a dollar. Yeah, it's an all-seeing eye. It's a very ancient symbol. It's one of the oldest symbols that's been around. In fact, it's a symbol that was actually found by the Vikings. It's been around that long. It's actually believed to be God. Yeah. So it's like God was believed to be basically nothing more than a triangle and an eye. Yeah. And. This is uh, essentially an, uh, kind of a uh, kind of a, kind of a homage to that. Like but at that. the same time, it's also sort of a, uh, a social experiment too, because it's like, what do you think Peace when you shoot it? Yeah, you too. Yeah, I, I think of uh, the, the Illuminati signal too, because mm. I've read the back of, of that book. Oh, uh, which, so which book? It's the, you can read the Illuminati's actual um, their official work oh. by going on the website. They recently released a book, so it's, it's their actual. Just let the opinion. They really? You know, yeah. They're the organization actually. This is beautiful. I bet you guys are doing it. Sorry that somebody ruined it. It's okay, no, it's all right. That person taught us many things. Yeah, if you read it, it's available. You can actually even look it up on Facebook. How are you doing? You're the one who got smacked in the eyeball. Oh, no, I'm fine. In the eyeball head. Yeah, I'm just glad I didn't get the chance to, like, hit her or anything. I'm like, oh, Jesus, woman, just stop. Let's go. All right, you know what? Here's change plan. Let's take it. Let's take it. Since we're here still at Union, okay. let's take it and put it away, and then go to Little Tokyo. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 Poor Lumi. Well, so it's I mean, 11:35 right now. I got to get on the train before oh, okay. 12. Okay. At least before 12. I got. Well, I'm glad you got to stay for the. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the oh fun, yeah. The first part, and then, and but at the same time and everything, what's cool about it is you got to witness a great lesson. Now ah. we get to know. Now we. Now we get to know what to do HBO. next. Time. Where do you? Where, oh, are you yeah. uh, where are you traveling to? Um, I'm in. Uh,
what you just heard there. Um, we were gonna, we were on the gold line on the platform. We're gonna go on to the, to uh, I think Little Tokyo or something. And while we were there, a girl walked up and put her hand into the jar. She put her hand into the jar, the tip jar. And she put her hand in there. She pulled out, I don't know, three or four dollars and they, they stopped her. They grabbed her hand and they're like, mm, what are you doing there? What are you doing? And she just held on. She just held on. Like she wasn't going to let go. And then she uh, punched the uh, eyeball. Uh, Lumi, Lumi as they call it. The, the all-seeing eye. And, yeah, I don't know. So basically the wizard had a little talk with her. And then she, um... And then she, um... Yeah, he talked with her, uh, and then she got on the, the gold line and left. He talked some sense into her. She let go of the money. She damn near fell off the train tracks. And, um... Gal who plays Lumi, um, pretty much saved her life. The girl almost fell off the. Almost fell off the uh, train. Holy shnikes! I'm on a train full of sleeping people. Each car has at least four sleeping people. You know what's so crazy? I had just recorded a dynamite, probably 40 minutes of an extraordinary interview with these guys as we were walking, walking down the, um, As we were walking over their parking space, I had a great interview with these guys. Um, I think I'm starting to understand what needs to be done um, when I record this stuff. I think the reason why it got erased, uh, I'm not even going to go into it, it's a technical thing. But this is, it just keeps happening, and I need to. something. I need to figure it out. There's just too much great information. We had an extraordinary time out there. It was so fun. We went out to, uh, what was it, 7th Street, 7th Street and Metro, I think is the name of the street. I think that's the stop that I got off, got off, oh yeah it is. I think that's the street that I got off for the uh, Adam West Memorial to go down to the City Hall. I think it's, that's the same spot, so we went out there and we were um, hanging out there, dancing around, 
I had a drum in my hand. Maraca with the drum. So we had fun. We took, we went from there. We took, uh, took it to Union. Then we went over the Gold Line. We we're gonna go all over. He put the ad out on Instagram, and I was the only one who showed up. I'm very glad I showed up. I knew I'd be happy. people watching and that girl just put her hand in there and took out the money and no one knew what to do I didn't know what to do I was wearing a Pegasus mask or at least it looks like a Pegasus and a cape I didn't want to ruin my identity I mean, that's kind of brave for a girl just to go up to a bunch of weirdos. So, I mean, that's just bravery. But then to think it, w it was okay, but then to think it was okay to take money from us is like... Just to think that that's okay. Is it okay? Why do they think it's okay? Why do they think it's okay? It was an amazing experience. It's a great experience. I look forward to more in the future. I recorded all of this information with these guys. They're, you know, band, bands, you know, all that stuff. Hmm. Anyway, follow the Wizard of LA on Twitter. There's also a Facebook page. Alright. I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for now. More later.